Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys, let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a box. Let me get this straight. Are we talking now, ain't we? What? If you're not down with that, we got to work for you! Ball game! You're hearing me now, ain't you? What? What's up, guys? Welcome to Wishful Booking Podcast. Jimmy? Liam, what's going on? Nothing much, man. I'm doing this from the Hardy compound once again. I can't, I can't get going there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. That's sick that they let you. That they still let you. They're, no, they're mean, really. They forgot that it existed, so I have to keep coming here to make sure that they know that it's a thing still. Ah, oh, that then that's very thoughtful of you. I should say. That's right. We all <laughs> universe. Oh yeah, it's the brokenest. <laughs> exactly. So let's get started, Jimmy. What does extreme rules mean to you, exactly? Um, it means a, uh, not a B-level pay-per-view, a C-level pay-per-view in which they once decided to revive the concept of ECW, and now they've just decided to attach a name to it with no matches actually making sense to be Extreme Rules. Yeah, that's, oh wow, you hit the nail on the head. That's my interpretation. Definitely, definitely. You took the ECW approach. On the other hand, I was just going to say what Extreme Rules means to me is basically, you know, no DQ, no holds barred, street fight. Right. <laughs> you know, but that's exactly what they think it means too. Yeah, somewhere in between. I think both of our answers is the most honest possible version of that commercial. <laughs> oh man, I think back in the day, every match in the used to have a stipulation, right? Oh yeah. Initially? Oh yeah. In fact, yeah. I feel like even still, the way they promote it, they kind of imply it's going to be a whole card worth of Extreme Rules matches. Even though at this point we all know, you know, right. otherwise. And every other pay-per-view, like TLC or Hell in a Cell, it's almost like they have to pigeonhole certain feuds into the gimmick matches. But for Extreme Rules, I think it's the one pay-per-view where all of us would be okay with, even if, like, New Day Insanity do not need to be having a tables match, but at least it's cool because it's an Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Yeah, so that's true. So when they true. have the pay-per-view, they don't give us the stipulations we want, but then when they have the stipulation pay-per-view like TLC, we get random chair matches and letter matches, so we just can't win. <laughs> I think they just, they don't want to wear out the gimmick, you know? They feel like we'll get numb to it, you know, the entire night worth of matches. Well, I would probably take the pay-per-view off the calendar and just make... Yeah. Rename it. Or, yeah, just come up with... I, I, just a gimmick pay-per-view idea in general is... I don't know. These matches should come up when it's natural and appropriate and not because it's that time of the year again. You know? Right. Because it's useless now, isn't it? So I guess, should we go through just TV this week and uh, any obvious major omissions from TV this week and then we'll just run through the card? Like, yeah. at the end? Sounds good. All right. So, I don't know if you agree with this, but I kind of wanted to just start out and mention the elephant in the room, because I, I texted you a little bit to this effect over the weekend. The Brock Lesnar, Daniel Cormier call-out thing from the UFC, I think is just, like, the best and coolest possible way to start a feud. Um, yeah, I mean, it was cool if you're a UFC fan, but coming you from, you know, the fact that I'm also a wrestling fan and he's holding one of the top titles, it, it, it worries me that he's seems to be a lot more engaged there than he is in WWE. Well... So I just kind of wish that he would just drop the title and move on if that's the case. It was well done. Yeah. And I did think it was cool and all that, but I can't help but to feel annoyed that he's nowhere to be found in programming and Vince McMahon doesn't seem to care. Hell no! And, uh, so that's right. my issues with it. But I don't put that on Brock Lesnar. I put that on WWE. You know, I, 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 the, the moment, like, in a vacuum, the moment at UFC was awesome. You're right about the ramifications and what it means for the, you know, the content that we actually watch. But even as a wrestling fan, I just, I thought it was just the best back and forth promo I've seen in a very long time. And that's kind of, I feel like that's sad. That's why I wanted to mention it, just because WWE obviously didn't. 
really. No, th- didn't. And even even Roman, who's been talking about SummerSlam and the Universal Championship, said that he's moving on to bigger and better things. It was almost as if he had no idea what to say. So yeah. it was as big as possible. Yeah. It was just a standard, generic Brock line. Yeah. Basic Brock so you think we're still in the same place as we were last week? I still kind of think that this is a work, just because I don't... It's hard to imagine there being such a high-level falling out. You know what I mean? Like that Brock and Vince really are just having a misunderstanding, and there really is a legitimate problem between the company and him. Um, I don't know if I'd go as far as to call it a problem. I mean, ironically, after last week's show, this is when this all went down, and we were talking about the testing pool and all that stuff. Brock is not eligible to even fight until January 2019. Right. I mean, that's so coming. That's less than a year. It's less than a year, but I don't know why SummerSlam would be a problem then. That's where my confusion lies. It's less than a year, but if you have a pay-per-view where you can have him drop the title, I don't understand what the issue is in getting that accomplished. Especially if we now know that he's definitely going back. Because we didn't really. Yeah, know. but does that mean he's leaving WWE because he's done, you know, a couple summers oh, ago? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say leave. I think that he should drop. He well, be, yeah, but it, well, when you say he needs to drop the title, you're implying that it's because he's not going to be around well, beyond that. He's a part-time, he's a part-time guy. So, yeah, if he drops the title, at least we don't need him to be there. We kind of need him to be there, and he's not, and that's what sucks. Yeah, but it also... He can come and go as he wants. It does kind of add prestige. I mean, granted, he's, you know, this is like even beyond few and far between where he hasn't even shown up in months, and they they seemingly don't know what to say about him. But it does kind of, you know, further the allure and the prestige of the universal title, kind of. I feel like you have a lot of people who would argue that. I mean, I, 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 I get the point, but I mean... Yeah, it's a, that's not even the point new, I'm trying to argue. It's still a new title. Do you think it's WWE... It's a new title that, as you said, has never once been defended successfully after someone has lost it. Oh, so, that's why you had me you know. say it. <laughs> um, no, but we're getting off topic. Do you think that was the right thing to do for WWE, not to mention it Monday? No, not at all. I think it was dumb. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I know why they talk about him breaking the on the street. But I don't know why, with the mainstream attention it got, or why even Romans couldn't throw in a line that probably would have gotten a pop from the audience. So I don't think it was the right choice. No, I think it was weird. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I just, like, they're, they're leaving themselves out of the... Like, you can make money on this, too. Yeah, and the whole shoot work thing, it also makes you wonder again, and I don't even know if shoot or work is the right term to categorize either of this, but it again makes you wonder why it's such an obvious news-making event that I don't know how that one of their top champions in the company is in their top MMA company and they don't address it. And that's also weird. Yeah. Like how you go about explaining that without it being some sort of a, they don't know what to do or they didn't know it was going to happen or I don't know. I mean, I guess they didn't know it was going to happen. What did you think about the big poll part on Raw? That's the obvious first story, I guess, right? Um, part of me thinks that it was too little too late. <laughs> yeah. The other part of me thinks that it was well done. I think Bobby looked the most comfortable and menacing that he loves, I think. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm over them going to the whole Roman jump over the top rope into a bunch of guys. It doesn't take yeah. character. It doesn't make sense. I'm glad that he can jump like that. Almost everyone probably can. Yeah. Especially when you have an entire so, um, roster of people to catch you. And also, it's not a novelty anymore. We've seen him do that too much. Right. Um... But they did spend the first 16 minutes on that feud alone. There wasn't any other tie-in to it or anything. So I yeah. like that it was paid attention to. I do think it's probably going to main event. Oh, at this point, I think it's the yeah. smart money. Um, and, and in fact, yeah. when we get to SmackDown, we'll talk about that. I, I liked what happened on Raw. I liked the pull apart. I thought it was definitely drawn out a little bit too much. Like it, you know, towards the end when Roman, the first time Roman made it to the stage, I felt like that would have been a good place to wrap it. But then he went back down oh, and okay. interacted some more. 
Um, but I literally, I think I tweeted before SmackDown on Tuesday, like, all right, cool, you, you heated up the big feud on Raw, now let's heat up the big feud for SmackDown. And I don't know if you'd see what I'm getting at. Like, they didn't at all, you know. It was the first match of the night, whatever. They, they just, they're very blatantly downplaying the WWE title. And I, I just, I, you know, it's bothering me more. I know, I know it seems like I was at terms with it the past few weeks, but it's bothering me more and more how little respect they're paying. Like, the WWE title feud, like, there's, they haven't done anything to convince us that Rusev has a fucking chance of winning, right? Um... I don't think that they've convinced any of the chance of winning, but I don't think he's been booked poorly in the weeks leading up to it, though, at the same time. It's not that he's been booked poorly, but if you look at Roman and Lashley on Raw and the Rusev and AJ Styles buildup on SmackDown, it's like they're not even comparable. You know what I mean? Like, no, how, like, like one of them they really care about, and the other one they don't as much. And, and you know, the one they don't has the WWE title. Like, I just don't... That's your own lineage. These two guys are fighting for... Not even, we can't even establish whether they're fighting for a universal title shot. And that's even just a shot. These guys are fighting for the title, and we're both certain it's not going to main event. It just makes no sense to me. That's attitude, pal. It doesn't. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to argue that the top match for SmackDown is, is, is a taking championship based on SmackDown's go-home show. Oh, not, definitely. Even, so I think there's almost uh, not even an argument to be made against it. Which is a shame. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm guessing... I really think the Joe and Styles, and they needed they needed a blow off. I, I don't think that the WWE title needs to be defended at every show, but now because we have fucking Brock not there, I feel like that's why it is. And is that why didn't have a contender and they kick Rusev because he's popular? Yeah, and it seems like they went out of their way to include every other title. Is that something they should be doing since the Universal title is so obviously, you know, absent for so long, or no, something they shouldn't? Way. I guess. Backlash and Money in the Bank didn't even have every title as much as they had, so I, I was wondering why they had so many title matches. It's actually weird to me. Yeah, that yeah. They do have that many. They should have less. Like, right. you should totally. establish the unwritten rule that every title isn't going to be defended every month because, I mean, we know they're all not going to, and it would add prestige and leave room on the card for Rising Stars. Oh, absolutely. Damn, we got to put a rocket ship under this kid. That got us way out, of course. Did you have anything else you want to say about Roman and Lashley? I guess we'll save the prediction for when we talk about the pay-per-view. Yeah, definitely. So moving on, we had the women's tag on Raw, Alexa Bliss, and Mickey James versus Natalia and Nia. Uh, what did you think about this? Nothing. Nothingness. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, then we're on the same page. Yeah. The crux of the feud is really Ronda. I'm surprised they didn't have Ronda, like, at all. Yeah. Even, I don't know, an interview or... They showed something. the induction thing, but we're all building to Ronda being a SummerSlam and challenging either both of them or Alexa Bliss. That's really all we're waiting for. 100%. Um, you know, I, I like that Alexa took up the kendo stick. It, it, it gave me some PTSD back to her kendo stick on a pole match. Obviously, that's Alexa Bliss's, uh, I guess, her weapon of choice now. And she leaned into Nia with, with I mean, Bliss is awesome. Bliss can make anything work. I don't think this feud does. I mean, they, they've been feuding since WrestleMania. They attached this extreme rule stipulation to it. I, I don't... I mean, Alexa's small is what I'm trying to get at. So I understand yeah. the Nintendo stick and all that, but... But you, you know, you, you're remembering that Ronda's going to be sitting at ringside, right? Yes, I am. But I, I, I don't... Okay, so then what? Because, I mean, yeah. Why it gets extreme? You know Not necessarily like, the reason why it gets extreme, but she's obviously going to get involved. There's no way she doesn't get involved, and it's either a no contest or she inadvertently costs Nia the match. I think. That's fine, but I'm, I'm looking at the confines of the stipulation itself and what they both can do with it. You can have Alexa Bliss beating Nia with a cat. I almost wish she didn't use the Kendo Second Raw because now when that happens at Extreme Rules, I'm afraid they're going to go to that all too often and that's what's going to make the match Extreme Rules. Yeah. The Kendo Stick. 
Because what, Naya shouldn't need to use anything for Bliss. Is Bliss is it is is it kind of incumbent on Bliss to get the early advantage, like use the extreme rules to her advantage to get? Because I feel like that's that's basically what you're saying, right? Yeah, totally. Like, I, I, I just wanted to be booked in an intelligent manner, and I don't have faith that it will be. Well, yeah, you and Daniel Bryan. <laughs> um, so and yeah, you could have had Rusev beat the shit out of AJ Styles and made that an extreme rules match, and they could have done a lot more with it. Yeah, in fact, going down the card as we will, it kind of feels. To a certain degree, like, every match should be extreme rules or some kind of stipulation as we go through. Like, I'm not even 100% on which ones are, which ones aren't, and what they are. Right. What was... Like, you really don't know which is which? No, no, no. You know, I'm not 100% on all... Like, every time I come to Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke, I'm like, this feels like it would make sense if it were extreme rules to me. Or, like, Carmella Asuka. But I don't think either of them are. That's what I mean. Well, Hardy and Shinsuke, I, you, you'd have to put an argument for that because they barely had any build because Shinsuke was injured. So how would that be extreme rules? Well, they've had a couple weeks of them going back and forth at each other with promos and just because the two guys are so infamous, I guess. Like just that yeah. ma- they, they, I'm talking about the caliber of matchup versus the build specifically of, you know, the actual feud. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, James Ellsworth is going to be in, in the shark cage, so that's that stipulation. Oh, right, that's a very extreme stipulation. <laughs> so that's the stipulation of the match. It's not even a stipulation, right? No, and Sanity knew they would have been fucking awesome on the main card. I hate that it's on the pre-show. God, yeah, match. yeah. It's just a horrible decision. I like don't know I, why Balor and Corbin should be on the pre-show. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, over, I, over that, because, I, I mean, even if Sanity wins on the pre-show, like, what does it really do for them? Yeah, I mean, what does it say that you're putting them on the pre-show in their first pay-per-view match? Nothing good. After having them start and end the show, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. It's second. it's cause for um, concern, and after having them lose their fir- their very first TV match, it's cause for yeah. concern. Was there anything else in the women's in terms of um, for uh, Raw? I mean, Nia looked good when she like broke the kendo stick. She's she's really good in spurts like that with her aggression and her facial. So this, this segment worked as a whole. I yeah, think. yeah, definitely. But, um, I'm intrigued to see how it plays out. I think Ronda being at ringside is what's going to save the match and make it interesting. So. In that respect, I guess I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to say I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of intrigue as to what will happen, but I'm very confident it's going to wind up being a three-way at SummerSlam. So. Yeah, and I think you can extend Ronda and Bliss in a singles match after that. So, yeah. I'm, definitely. I'm fine, I'm fine definitely. I mean, the other women's action on Raw was just Liv versus Ember. I hate when they do that where somebody loses and they get another match because they asked for it. It makes no sense. But um, yeah. Ember won again. So yeah. That. I mean, when that's um, ultimately going to be the second decision, too. Right, and then I thought of that Bailey and Sasha today. I don't understand the choice of not having Doctor Shelby there. Oh my God! Or, or, or if you're gonna not have Shelby there, if you're if you're gonna do it the way they did it, why weren't they in a different office at least? I mean, I know yeah, you know right. it's, it's what everybody is saying, but there's a reason for that. Why the fuck were they in the same office with no Doctor Shelby? That, and it's also going to be a pretty big missed opportunity. I don't know if they're going to show any footage at Extreme Rules of Bailey and Sasha, but if you have Doctor Shelby and Team Hell No there, that 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 that's like a the segment writes itself. Do yeah. Like three, you know, yeah. Make us they find each other backstage or something. You do the or even do a segment in the ring. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, um, but they didn't really pay much attention to it this week, which I was okay with. It was kind of like in the background and happening. So yeah, I was a lot better this week than I was last week. Well, just because they showed less of it, but ultimately, like, I don't know. You, you, you kind of nailed it two weeks ago, and ever since we're just like scratching our heads, just wondering what the fuck. On the idea of them doing something with this at Extreme Rules, I just I have to point out like, are they trying to have a streak with Bailey just having like the worst 
possible showings at Extreme Rules. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe. Because, like, it, it sounds like they're going for two for two <laughs> so far. Yeah. If that's yeah, the case. That. Party in um, Bo Dallas. Oh, right. Oh, God. Yeah. How funny is this again? You get it? They're dressed up as Bray and Matt. Isn't it yeah, so funny again for four weeks in a row? And they don't give you the match that we want, which is not one, but would be cool from a, I guess, a Mark perspective is Bray versus Bo. Yeah. Just because of, the, you know, that whole thing. Right. Um, I don't know if he's still injured right now and he's not ready to wrestle until it's hearing rules and that's why he wasn't really active that much. Oh, because of the um, car accident? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was weird on Raw how Bo Dallas won the match, then they do the Bray Wyatt, dan, dan, dan. The lights come back on and they're still standing outside the ring. Like, isn't the Dan, 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 isn't that, like, so they can, like, get closer or something? Well, teleportation, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's how they always use it. Oh, and by the way, this, on a side note, Bray Wyatt needs to win Money in the Bank and cash in with the Dan, dan, dan. Just a brief side note. That was not my idea. Somebody else said it, and I loved it. Oh, that's really good, actually. Yeah, but what were you going to say? Um, well, just... Oh, we'll talk about the results after. I was going to talk about the tag team championship match. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go into the card. Yeah. Um, and then we had uh, the announcement of, uh, I said this last week on the show, that I thought this would happen, and Strowman and Kevin Owens would be fighting in a steel cage. Oh, yeah. Good call. Um, the match shouldn't last longer than 10 minutes. The well, steel cage match? Five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's just going to be the culmination of the story we've been watching be beaten to death week by week. Yeah, I don't even know why anyone would want to tune in to care enough about it. Yeah, what's the question? Oh, and by the way, did you hear that apparently after Raw went off the air for the dark match, Kevin Owens, they cleared him, so basically he could be Braun's whipping boy? No, I didn't hear that. How dumb is that? Very dumb. That makes no like, sense. I know it's just for the sake of the Raw crowd, but like, you invested a lot of time into that storyline Monday night about how Owens was like only there because he was confident that he wasn't cleared and wasn't going to have to... What did, what did you think about this whole, this whole you know, through line on Raw with Kevin Owens in Angle's office? I mean, I think Kevin makes anything work, but I just, I don't see the point in continuing making him look like this. Yeah. Just, like an asshole and idiot. It makes no... Why not use him in clever sense. situations where instead of using his natural ability to just make something work, you come up with something that's already great and his natural ability is actually, like, enhancing it that much more, you know? Yeah, totally. Like, I feel like I don't it's, even know where he goes after this, too. Yeah. I, I don't know, and I don't think that they care, really, unfortunately. Definitely, well, definitely not. I mean, I th- we'll talk about the match. I think there's a chance he wins, just based, like, you know, like, I feel like there's a chance they do uh, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre finish. Hmm? Well, he could just escape the cage, too. He can get Strowman tied up and just walk out the door. Yeah, they're wasted. Or, or, well, yeah, or even, like, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre have Strowman throw him into the cage and the cage swings open. Something where, like, Strowman's strength works against him. But that would tell me that the feud would have to continue, and I don't want that. So I, I would rather a conclusive ending. Yeah, I guess. You get a point. Um, How long can they make Strowman just beating the shit out of Owens entertaining? Well, with Owens, probably as long as they want. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah I, I, as I was I, saying it, I was like, well, with these two specifically, probably for a while still, but you get the point. Yeah. It was also Elias and Corbin versus Balor, and um, Rude, Bobby Rude, just, should just go away for a long period of time and come back to the asshole that we all love them as. Yeah. Um... You heard about MSG? Corbin and Balor is just so dry. I'm, I don't care about Oh, dude. I hate that there. Oh, dude. Oh, that lullaby. Oh, man. What were your initial thoughts of that? Um, you just reminded me that that happened, that my brain endured that. 
it was just also cringeworthy. I think I can't forward it to some of it, actually. Uh, good instincts. Dude, it was worth watching just on how cringeworthy it was. I mean, granted, Baron kind of leaned into it, but I feel like he tripped up early while he was talking, and he was just off throughout it. Mm, yeah, it, it, I just don't. And the singing, like, that's not... You can't really have a guy, let alone, like, a not-musically-gifted guy, singing with a guy who's plucking strings. I don't even know if... Does that make sense to you? Like, you know, he's, like, yeah. playing the Itsy Bitsy Spider, like, individual notes on the guitar, and having a guy who's not even musically inclined trying to sing along to that, it's, like, kind of miraculous that it came off as good as it did. Granted how bad that still was. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. And I have a feeling they're probably going to make Corbin win, too. Oh, God. Why? I know. I think the IC title is the last Raw match, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you think this was a bad match? <laughs> that's that's um, me asking you about the promo earlier. What did well, you think of that? definitely not. Um, no, it wasn't a bad match. A I thought that could have went a lot of worse, actually. I, I definitely, when he started to go there, I'm like, oh, boy. But I think that Drew reacted well, as he said to me when we were talking about it. Yeah. Um, that was really the I, only I thing that he, sold it. Otherwise, it's not even... Funny. And, and another thing, dude, is is it me or should Seth Rollins be like one of the last people trying to make fun of somebody else about there being pictures of something? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I agree. Like, as soon as he said that, I'm like, ooh, where's he going with this? Oh, it's a, a joke he made up about Drew fucking a, a sheep. Like, not worth it. Uh-huh. <laughs> not worth it when you consider the context. Yeah, for sure. Um, also... Google it. But I did like how they started to maybe... Um, begin the descent between Dolph and Drew by having uh, that come to their consciousness that, you know, Dolph hides behind Ziggler and what is he doing? And yeah. Because we didn't really, we never knew. That was our question. Why the fuck are they together? And then Seth kind of tackled it. So I like that that was in the promo. That's true. Um, they addressed it a bit and you could see Dolph and Drew are both sensitive about it. Uh, the match, I've been waiting for these two to have a match actually. And um, it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, Drew winning also makes there have a reason to be a rematch. I don't know if maybe Seth wins the title back and Drew transitions into the feud together or what's going to happen. I can't see Seth transitioning to a new feud for SummerSlam, so I think that whatever happens, it's going to either include all three of them or another rematch or something at SummerSlam. Oh, dude, could they build to a triple threat and just kind of tease dissension amidst Drew and Dolph in the meantime? Yeah, I think so. Because I'm thinking, could Seth win? I'm inclined to think Ziggler would retain Sunday. But for the fact that now Drew has beaten Dolph, what if Dolph, or uh, Drew has beaten Seth, what if Dolph can't beat Seth and that becomes a point of dissension between them and, and one that, although I don't know how Seth would kind of say, you know, oh, he beat me, but you can't beat me. But that's what I'm getting at. Like, you know, Drew could kind of say, like, we know I can get the job done against Seth kind of thing. Yeah, and also, um, Drew got a pinfall over a former world champion, intercontinental champion, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he definitely yeah. claimed to move up the ladder definitely definitely and typically like if Seth were to win then he's got a rightful claim to make to go for the title and you could see you know Drew could even say Dolph we know I can beat Seth let's you know I have a rightful claim let's let me have a one-on-one match so I can beat him so we can get this title and obviously Dolph should have a problem with that whatever maybe I don't know um, so SmackDown started out with yeah the the whole opening thing to set up the main event what did you think about how it opened um, I like that they had the I like that they had the Miz there. I think that Miz is you already started to see the seeds of how their one on one program would look, and you kind of saw the fire back in the Miz and Dana Bryan was saying all those things to him. 
Um, the humor landed more than I thought it would. I think the team uh, got a nice reaction. Um, yeah. I don't think this is a long-term partnership. If I can imagine, then this is probably going to screw them this Sunday. That's what, yeah. Yep. Um, so I think that for that reason alone, it was a nice plot device. And, it, you know, I liked how the Sanity come out, made them feel important. Nudic came out and said it made the big uh, main event. Even though they announced the main event ahead of time as Shinsuke and AJ. Which, I mean... At well, yeah, that point after main eventing so many pay-per-views should main event, and it didn't main event, so that was weird. Well, not only didn't main event, it was the, the first match. That's what I kind of alluded to earlier yeah. when you know, in talking about how they really did nothing to heighten that feud. Yeah, well, outside of Rusev screwing AJ in the match. Right, I guess. But that, that, that doesn't really heighten it. That's just more of the same, you know? Like, he, he kind of did that yeah. last week in the one-on-one match with Aiden English and Styles. But then you also had Rusev scored the pinfall over a former WWE World Champion and Jeff Hardy, and that definitely did something for him. Well, yeah, an extremely former WWE World Champion. Yes. You really exercising okay. that former World Champion rub? <laughs> um, like I just—he's the current U.S. Champion, so that's still, I think, mentionable. Well, right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like how they got both of those feuds out of the way in one match. That was good. Um, I see. Yeah, I don't. I think the WWE title should have had more focus for this episode of SmackDown. Like in general, I kind of like the idea of that. Although another thing, I am sick of like how much longer are crowd live crowds supposed to pop for the we'll make it a tag team match. Like, you know what I mean? The second the match gets interfered on, people can see it coming. Then the music hits of the face who's going to come out and make the save. Like. Okay, tag team match. We all know. Why don't you just ring the bell? Like, like, let's just cut through the formality bullshit. You know, maybe have commentary say, "I'm getting word from the back. It's a tag team match. We don't need to waste any more time making the announcement." I think that's part of the audience's fault, though, because they're always. If you're at a live show, I talked about this concept before. The psychology of being at a live show, they're going to pop regardless because some people don't get to see wrestling a lot. They're only time of year. Right. And blah blah blah. So. So it's not. It's not work. the audience's fault. It's W. It's on WWE. Like, that's fine to do that kind of stuff at house shows, but. When it's on TV and you know it's on TV, it's not good enough just to play to the live crowd. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like it's on them. A little bit. But if the audience reacts in a certain way, it forces every fan to change things. So, as Instagram likes to say, the audience is the focus group. I guess. I just I feel like it's written according to how they, you know, they anticipate the audience is going to act. We also have uh, the Oscar thing that we should probably get rid of because I don't want to talk about it anymore. All right, let's get rid of it. What's the next topic? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> they had a lumberjack match. It should have ended a lot earlier than it did. That whole spray bottle thing gave me a really bad foreshadowing. I have a feeling it's going to come into play on Sunday. You think that's going to be, be what he drops down. from the... Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know that's the finishing sequence is going to be that. The only question is who's going to catch it. Because I think there's still a good chance Oscar will, you know? Me too, yeah. I think that they may be doing it to make us pull the wool over eyes, as they say. Because Carmella's gotten the upper hand, I think, every single week since Money in the Bank. Yeah. So Asuka has to win, right? Um, yes, I, I do think she has to win, without a doubt. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about if the spray bottle specifically, you're right about that. It's hard to see her using that. If, like, Ellsworth drops it for Carmella, she catches it. You know, it's hard to see Asuka, like, or a face even, for that matter, using something like that. No, I'm not saying Oscar would use it. I'm just saying that she would either kick it out of Carmella's hand, knock it out of her hand, duck or something. Not that she would use it on Carmella. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, well, what did you think about the idea of, uh, of Ellsworth being in the shark cage? It's another, you know, stipulation that 
isn't extreme at all. I was going to say isn't really extreme, but it's not extreme at all. I mean, I, I predicted that they, they, they would do it. I agree with you. It's not extreme. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess they're just trying to make – I don't know why they're trying to utilize Ellsworth so much because he's not really the best at talking. But, yeah. Um, no, definitely not extreme to answer your question, though. Yeah. Extreme rules should really be, like, more rules now that I think about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the rules should be extreme, like, more extreme than usual. Never mind. You know, they should make they should make extreme rules back into like a Cyber Sunday where they utilize they let us pick the stipulation. You might as well. Yeah. Is it gonna be a, a no DQ and no holds barred? Or, uh yeah, you like, would think like with social idea. media with Twitter, like right. it seems like a fucking exactly. no brainer, something like that. Yeah. Especially Sunday or whatever the There you go. Social media Sunday. Or social Sunday. Um Yeah, yeah I, I there's so many ways that they're just, you know, stuck in their in their routines. It's just, it's so frustrating. You know, they're oh, just, Barry. everything is just being overthought. Just let the talent do their thing. Like, so many times I've been watching wrestling lately, and I'm just thinking, like, something like this would never happen, like, in the Attitude Era. Not that that's a better time, but, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And at some point, like, they fixed something that, I don't know, just seems like wasn't broken. They fixed a lot of shit that's not broken, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, we also finally had a remembrance of Andrade Cien Almas this week. He had his first uh, oh my God. match with a main roster guy in Sin Cara that I really enjoyed, the match. Um, I enjoyed it, too, except... A lot. I mean, you know, the idea that commentary was trying to battle against but actually only making worse? Sin Cara is a fucking jobber. Like, the match that they had was great, but the problem is that you're introducing Andrade to us, and he had a, you know, relatively seemingly hard time against somebody who, you know, by and large, is a fucking jobber to everybody else. So I, I don't, like, that's what happened. They had a great match that was entertaining to watch in the process, but that's what happened. I wouldn't say uh, beating someone in over five minutes is a hard time. He got some offense in because Sinkara is a high flyer. Um, the match they had overseas that I talked about a few weeks ago, was even more competitive than it was good. So if they're having good matches, I think it's good to show that your mid-card guys, whether you present them a job or not, can wrestle and it gives more opportunities to them. Um, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Andrade is the one of the two of these guys that we don't really know that well. So it just, like, I, you know, I know this kind of was like a between-pay-per-view feud and then Sinkar was injured so it got stretched out or whatever, but I just think, you know, the end result to me is is hard to ignore. Or the perception that it could forward. I, I, I'm not telling you because every single time a guy from NXT gets called up, he starts out with lower level talent. This is been what's been happening for years. So why now is it all of a sudden an issue for you? <laughs> they chose last night to have these guys have. If you were going to do this, I would have had seen Cara had some competitive matches recently with, you know, some other talent that we're familiar with to show that. Because the, 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 the last thing I. What? Him and Darren Corbin had a program, like, what, four or five months ago? He got a United States Championship title match. He was in the ladder match at WrestleMania 32. No, these aren't... At, the, at WrestleMania 32. Anything, but this is not nothing new. ALP just beat Titus Worldwide. Did you I'm just... The, the last... No, of course not. I, I don't know why I would. No, the last I remember... Why would you not? Why would you not complain about that? It's the same concept. A jobber tag team that a new act beat and was getting introduced. It's the same concept. Yeah, but Titus O'Neil hasn't been a complete... Titus O'Neil hasn't been a complete non-entity in the last four to six months. The last thing I remember seeing Carr doing is jobbing to Samoa Joe in like two minutes on SmackDown like a couple months ago. 
Okay. Like, like yeah, I mean, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. The next time he shows up is against this guy that most people haven't seen, you know, really wrestle that much on. You know, we saw Andrade wrestle a couple jobbers like a month ago on SmackDown, and he squashed them with relative ease. Now he wrestles Sin Cara, somebody we know. And Sin Cara, I don't know. I was okay with it up to a point, but it just, he kept getting more offense. He kept continuing to fight when it felt like, okay, now it's time for Andrade to look good and go home. Okay. We disagree. I mean, that yeah. happens a lot. I, I don't, I don't yeah. see a point of view there, but um, that's fine. I don't know where he goes next. I'm more worried about his future, not his individual matches. I expect every NXT or new guy to face lower level ranking. And if anything, they actually gave him a bit of a story to work with. They knew each other, so... I was more than okay with yeah, that. Yeah, that's why I guess they felt like they needed to have somewhat of a match. I just, you know, seeing, I, I, I wish seeing Car- 36 seconds. Yeah, but it was back and forth and competitive, you know? I guess when you put it like that, like a squash match would have been one minute. I'm just saying like around the three and a half minute mark would have been a good place to go home. Just off the top of my head. Or or have the match they had because I did enjoy the match in a vacuum. And just have seen Car, like I said, have some competitive matches like within the last month, month while well, he was injured. But before he got injured have some competitive matches with some people that we know, like Jeff Hardy, like have, you know, Sin Cara or a heel. Have Sin Cara wrestle Rusev and not completely get destroyed. Have a five-minute match with him. You know what I mean? Some of the caliber of him a couple weeks into a five-minute match with Andrade. That's all. Well, it's a good thing you don't live in the UK because you would have been very unhappy to hear that they went like 12 minutes at that show. That's no, I, I would be less concerned with it because that's a house show. I'm worried about TV, the TV, the perception of Andrade. He's still being introduced to the large-scale audience. That's all I'm thinking about. The match, just watching the match by itself last night, it was very entertaining. Yeah, I thought so too. I think the main event is the last thing left, right? Yeah. Um, the five men. The, oh, the backstage segment with the, the funny stuff. What did you think about that? In sync. <laughs> did you know that was an in sync uh, quote? Yeah. I, <coughs> it, it was all, it was fine, I guess. It was, they, yeah. They played off well. I think Team Hell were a tag team before New Day formed, so it was kind of cool to see them together. Yeah. But, um, it was fine. Yeah, totally. Like, it, it was worth it for comedy's sake, but I don't love how often they do stuff like that. Um, yeah, the match was fine, too. It turned into a finishing spot in the last that I imagine happening. Um, I don't know why the leader of Saturday gets the pinfall, or gets pinned, rather, by Daniel Bryan. I, I mean, it's Daniel Bryan, so I guess I kind of sort of protect it a bit, but, um... Yeah. I don't know. I'm getting cognitive dissonance. On one end, I like that they're starting and closing the show. But on the other end, I feel like that they're not being used as an act like the Wyatt family were or the Shield were. Oh, they're definitely um, not. I mean, it's yeah. the, the, it's like WWE wants it both ways because you're right. Having them... Remember, they start out... Bludgeon Brothers are going to attack Team Hell No. Sanity shows up and attacks. New Day tries to make the save, but they can't because Sanity and Bludgeon are just too overwhelming. Which is awesome, but then fast forward to Sunday and they're in a fucking pre-show match where there's seemingly no way for them to win. Who, Sanity? Yeah, like... Yeah, I think Sanity will win because it's a tables match and then no. the New Day don't have to get a win. No, that's not what I, I knew right as I was saying it. I was like, ooh, that's a poor choice of words. What I mean is there's no way for them to really look too great. There's a limit to how good they can look even oh. in victory. Yeah, I agree with that. But, I still um, put on the main card, but I still agree with that. Oh, I totally agree with that. Uh, we well, are in an opening match, I feel like. Yeah, man. Opening the card with Sanity's entrance, like, I feel like they haven't even really done a full Sanity's entrance. Like, I, you know, you haven't, I haven't yet on the main roster gotten the feeling that I have, like, right as their entrance is kind of winding down, right as they pull off the masks, and it's fucking real sick. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. 
is it worth is it worth talking about how they ended SmackDown with that stupid, stupid pyro fucking bullshit? What? What was that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I feel like with Kane, you have to because otherwise his music just sounds like a fart. Yeah, but they haven't had it for his whole TLC, the TLC match they had, the Braun Strowman. Now that you mention it. Now that you mention it, whyever they had it, this is definitely why they did that spot to call attention to it because they had it. You know, because otherwise, I can't think of a fucking reason to do this. It was not only valueless; I think it made them look bad, like just petty and and weird, and like, what are you doing? Also, it makes sense when Kane or Undertaker does stuff like this. What have Dave and Brian possessed some sort of magical fucking powers now? I guess so. That's a good call. I guess so. It's a safe assumption. He's got firepower now. Oh, God. Awful. Definitely. So I guess we'll go into Extreme Rules and run down this card? We can run it down. All right. Uh, So Um, let's start out with the pre-show match. I feel like I've already said my two cents on this. Which is just, just, yeah, Sanity should win. And I'm just concerned about what it, even if they do, like, you know, it's on the pre-show. Yeah, the best way to get up is that it's summer and they get a proper six-man match. I don't know if I have faith in that given the time they'll have, but maybe that's where they're going with it. Yeah. Hopefully. So you, just to be clear, you mean the SummerSlam main card, right? The SummerSlam main card, Just yeah. in case anyone's maybe listening. That... Maybe like an elimination match or something if they want to do it that way. Yeah, that would be fucking sick. Probably won't happen. Uh, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Finn needs to win. Finn needs to win. I don't think he will. Which is a story of his main roster career, I feel like. Yeah, unfortunately. Increasingly more and more becoming the story of his main roster career. Strowman versus KO. Now, it might not be this early in the night, obviously, but we can talk about it now. You think Strowman's almost definitely going to win? I mean, he has the money in the bank. I don't even see... I don't I don't see what the function of would be a finish where Owens escapes. Because that's the only way he'd win. So I just think Strowman's going to beat him in fairly short order. Yeah, because he doesn't have to. He has the case. But I guess you you're saying if... If Owens gets away, even if he barely escapes, the feud has to continue. Which Yeah, and I also don't want them to get into the habit of every fucking money in the bank briefcase when they're losing and losing and losing. So it'd be nice to have someone just book strong from the get-go upon them winning briefcase, yeah. too. Yeah, and that would definitely stand out with Strowman, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Um, it better not go more than 10 minutes, and it better be Wyatt Hardy. Yeah, ditto. Uh, I have a feeling... I don't know. I, I keep coming back to the fact that the way the feud has been trending, the B team would win, but they've just been crushing Hardy and Wyatt inexplicably for weeks, so I feel like Hardy and Wyatt absolutely need to win. Um, yeah. I'm thinking maybe they do a couple spots where the B team like seems to win, but the referees you know, reverses the decision, and then you just have them like walk into a finisher and ultimately get pinned. Yeah, that sounds fun. Just cool, to right? satisfy that, that you know, that inkling, like that, that trajectory. Yeah. Uh, the uh, SmackDown Live Women's Championship match, Asuka with Ellsworth in the Shark Cage. Carmella versus Asuka with Ellsworth in the Shark Cage. Asuka um, needs to win, I think. Asuka needs to win. I wouldn't be surprised if they let Carmella keep it. Um, at the same time, though, SummerSlam's right around the corner. I can't see Vince McMahon really expecting Carmella to carry the bulk of a SummerSlam women's feud. Yeah. Um, Where do you go if Carmella's still champion after this? Right. I mean, I, Charlotte already lost. I guess Becky, maybe, but... Fuck that. I think that maybe Asuka wins and you get either 
Charlotte comes back and says she wants to challenge Asuka, or Becky says that, you know, I'm here, and maybe they even include Carmella in instead of a four-way or something if they want to keep Carmella in the picture. Maybe, but yeah. I, I kind of think Asuka's going to get the title. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I really like Asuka versus Becky for SummerSlam. Yeah, me too. And also, I don't think there are a lot of title changes on this show, so that would stand out, too, if, if there is a title change. I think that this would be a big moment for Asuka. And, yeah. And it wouldn't be overshadowed by other things happening on the show, because largely nothing's happening on the show, really. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. Oh, this is the other match that I think is more likely than not the title will change hands. Hardy versus Shinsuke. Oh, yes. Oh, that's a good, that's a good, yeah. Same thing as the women's, the SmackDown women's match. Shinsuke needs it. Hardy doesn't. You know, period, in my mind. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. I think, um, I think it should be a good match. I'm wondering what they do for SummerSlam. I keep looking ahead, but I... I well, you have to, yeah. I think they'll do a rematch, but I'm just wondering who on that roster, um... Yeah, I had oh, penciled in uh, Andrade. The one. I dude, yeah, you read my mind. Andrade yeah. versus yeah, yeah, Hardy. Yeah. If Hardy retained, and it was Andrade versus Hardy at SummerSlam, then that would justify Shinsuke not winning. But otherwise, I mean, Shinsuke really needs to win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in fact, I don't know. When I heard that match announced for SmackDown, I was like, oh, cool, he's gonna beat the world champ, and then he's gonna win the U.S. title. Sick week for Shin. But that was that was a silly me in that case. <laughs> it's a big silly me. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. How the fuck would you know? <laughs> uh, what do we have next? The IC Iron Man match is. This is just the innocuous order I wrote them down in. Yeah, I mean it never would, but this would actually be a good main event match. But um, obviously it's not going to happen. I kind of think this might open the show, which may be a really bad decision given what happened with Backlash. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, I I wouldn't open the show with it. Probably just you know, it's a lot. No, I wouldn't. I'm just saying I could see them doing it because that's what they did with Rollins and Miz. They want a hot opener. They're more worried about that than they are anything else. Yeah. Same thing with Dana Bryan Big Cass. It wasn't an amazing... Well, but Money in the Bank was a decent day to do itself in general. But, yeah. Uh, that was a weird opener. Um, Dude, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, Sanity I, should definitely... Sanity vs. New Day should definitely be the first match of the actual pay-per-view card. Sanity's entrance should be the first thing that happens at Extreme Rules. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah, we got a big pop, too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Ziggler retaining. I can totally see them putting the title back on Rollins to continue the feud, even though they can still continue the feud if Ziggler gets it. I think that McIntyre and Ziggler are going to have at least one miscommunication in this match. Um, I don't know if it'll cost Ziggler, but I think it'll start spinning the wheels that Rollins started in this promo on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, I see, I think but I'm going with Seth for this one. I think I'm going with Seth yeah? for this one, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I guess it's kind of up in the air for me just because I think it's going to continue. I keep the title on Ziggler. Yeah. Um, but but I, but they also can make Rollins win back, and that's how you get the other match at SummerSlam. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like I kind of, I think we convinced me earlier in the show that the match to go for here for SummerSlam is the triple threat with Seth trying to add as much as he can to the dissension between Ziggler and McIntyre in the buildup. And then they ultimately, I guess, implode either right before or at the SummerSlam match. Yeah, I could see that too. Because I, yeah. I don't know, I don't see where else you go with the title or any of these guys for SummerSlam, and that just makes a lot of sense to me. Makes sense to me as well. All right, coast him right on. Uh, I put the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship match here, even though it could definitely happen after the WWE title match, as we alluded to earlier. Yeah. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think Legend Brothers retains that doubt. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody got in my head. I don't know. There's a chance Team Hell No wins. It's hard to see. 
Like, I'm thinking, who could the Miz team with? Like, maybe they're going to do Miz and somebody versus Team Hell No for the tag titles at SummerSlam? It's, it's hard to see Bludgeon Brothers beating Team Hell No, especially in their first big match back, you know? Well, yeah, but unless you have the Miz interfere, like I said, if you call it the Claw something. But does so, that make sense? Does that justify why they brought Kane back to do all that, to have the Miz interfere? Did it justify to bring Kane back last time that he was brought back? <laughs> yeah, that's a touche. It, like, it, like, <laughs> no, it, like, no, you're... Strowman pushed. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I can't... It made no sense, and they did it nonetheless. Also, there's rumors that Dana Bryan is apparently dead. He has knowledge that he is going to resign because the 2K19 showcase mode is supposedly about him and his return to the ring. And that one of the conditions of doing this and signing the deal with the 2K was that he would be retiring. So. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. So I mean. Saying the opposite that that Team Hell knows the thing because Brian's leaving and he wanted this. I don't know one less nostalgia thing, but I kind of see it as the opposite. That yeah, that they needed some sort of a stopgap. And it's also what they're marking. The, the poster has Kane and Dana Bryan on it, so it is. I guess for some people they're. Uh, what do you call it? Big draw. Attraction. Yeah. Attraction of this. Yeah, the draw. Right. I right. Hear that, but that's me. Yeah. No, definitely not. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's very likely the Miz interferes. I just, I, I don't want to completely rule off that Team Hell No wins. Yeah, uh, WWE Championship match. AJ, this is the the lock of the night. This match. I mean, is there even any reason to talk about it further beyond how shitty it is that they haven't built it up more? Well, the one thing I will always say going forward after Jinder Mahal won the title is that you can never be so sure about a result that you think. With that being said, I don't think Rusev's going to win. But <laughs> you can never be too sure, Jimmy. I do think that Jinder thing is always going to be a... a um, which I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if it's good, but maybe... Because I've read online that some people have said you know, the same thing that I kind of thought. Um, I don't think Rusev will win, but I guess... Yeah, no. Um, I think it'll be a great match. I think that they'll really work their asses off and make it worthwhile. Yeah. Um, it's a shame that they haven't booked Rusev better before this or after this. Oh, of course. Yeah. But um, Came so out of the blue, the number one contendership. I also maybe see Joe attacking Styles after this match to really start that feud right away. Oh, yeah. He's not on the card either. Damn. No, he was supposed to have faced Ty Dillinger this past Tuesday, but apparently he attacked him backstage or something. Huh. I don't know if they showed it on the air, though. No, I don't, think, so. I don't think they did. .com. They showed it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, Rusev Day. Team Hell No winning. Is there a chance that Team Hell No versus Rusev Day for the tag titles at SummerSlam is a match? I don't know why. I, it's so yeah. random, but... Because I was just thinking about everything, oh, no. like... I don't think so. I, I don't think with New Day, Bludgeon, Sanity, and Usain that they keep all four of them out of the film at the SummerSlam. So I'm going to say no. Oh, yeah, hopefully not. And that's not even mentioning, like, the bar, who also should be and isn't in the conversation, unfortunately, currently. Yeah. Uh, so that's, we're good on the WWE Championship match? Yes, sir. All right, the Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Alexa's walking out champ. Ronda's going to get involved, and she's not going to be further suspended for doing so. That's attitude, pal. What do you think? Um... Yeah, I think it's where the angle hasn't even addressed that Ronda will be there or any type of, like, telling the referee to do something or getting more security or that would have been a cool way to really show oh, the impact that she could have. Yeah. Um, instead of just, like, letting it, you know, he's on the suspended or he wrote this, like, five-page post on his Instagram and then, oh, she'll leave her and obviously she's going to want to get involved. It's weird. I think Alexa will retain. Um, oh, retain? She'll win. She'll win the match, you think? Alexa what? Yeah. 
Like, I'm just saying yeah. retain versus just make it out with the title somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I can no, cannot know. I mean, unless Naya, like, puts them both in the arm bar and they can't continue, that's the only way I could see this not having a finish. Unless Ronda, so you no mean? Out, yeah, but there's no candidate disqualification, so there's very little opportunity for them to not have a winner outside of Ronda just beating them both, beating them both up. And then not be able to finish the match. And the match just gets thrown out, which is, or it's going to seem like the match. Well, here's here's then I'll do you one better. They'll they'll Ronda will get involved. It seems like there's kind of you know a commotion. Like you don't know. It's kind of uncertain. Like it seems like they maybe are getting towards. Oh, the match was just thrown out, but somehow Alexa takes advantage of the situation. Maybe Ronda attacks Alexa when she's got the upper hand. Nia gets in. You know, somehow they, they bump into each other or something, they get in each other's face. Alexa somehow capitalizes on that and, you know, rolls Naya up. Some, okay, some, something, enough. you know, like that. Oh, man, I don't even know if Alexa can roll Naya up. That'd be interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good call. Or whatever, you know, whatever. So, so, some version of that that gets rehearsed ahead of time, ladies. Um, right. Uh, not that I don't have faith in them. I'm just talking about the machine as a whole. Um, oh, this whole thing, the, the Rhonda thing, I think in hindsight, because you mentioned the Kurt Angle post on Facebook that kind of a little bit walked back what had happened on that first Raw after Money in the Bank between Rhonda and Kurt. I think in hindsight, Rhonda possibly got a little carried away with all the shots to Kurt that night on Raw. And so they kind of, you know, the backstage segment was to follow up on what actually happened and not necessarily what was scripted to happen. And then the post on Facebook was to kind of reconcile the two, I feel like. You know? Um, Just in hindsight. Because the night it happened, it did feel like, to me, like she got carried away, but I kind of gave her slash them the benefit of the doubt that that was how it was intended to feel. But right. then the post afterwards was like, well, geez, why didn't they, you know, wh- why, why was there such a vast difference between that and how they left it on Raw? And that, you know, just thinking through it all, that's, I guess, the conclusion I drew. Right. Yeah. Roman Bobby. Uh, Roman. Yeah. The the biggest match of the the biggest match of the night. Roman Bobby. Um, oh, I was gonna say the year. Yeah, I was I was actually gonna say the biggest match of a lifetime, but that still feels like we're underselling it. <laughs> it is a tricky one to predict. Yeah. I think um, I think it's gonna be Bobby, and I think it'll be Dude. Queen. You think Bobby clean? I think so. Wow. We're really, we're on the same page. Like, i am kind of been going back and forth. Like, yesterday, all day, I was thinking, Roman's going to win. Like, why would there even be a question? It's obviously going to be Roman. Yeah. But today, I keep coming back to, but why, though? What does that do for Roman? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that does nothing. Oh, like, yeah. it, this match really only makes sense if Bobby wins. Like, they want to set up Bobby as a contender to Lesnar, which is definitely a match I want to see. And so it would make sense that he would have to beat Roman to get there. You know? Totally, yeah. Like it, um, that's my line of thinking, although I could imagine someone would say, well, how many times did Roman need to win in the past where he did if he didn't need it as well? Um, but Yeah, but why Bobby? That doesn't satisfy why Bobby as opposed to anyone else in this match. True. Like, you know, as a counter-argument to that. Uh, um, yeah. I think it may be good, the match. I think there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. Did we actually I talk about... spear kick out, for sure. They both have that spear finisher, so I think that they're going to do a double spear kick out, for sure. 
Double spear kick out. What do you mean? They can't spear each other at well, the same like, time. Ro Roman hits the spear kick out. Lash okay. Hits the spear kicks out. Yeah. The yeah. No. Definitely. That's a very safe prediction. Uh, I should have asked you this when we were talking about the pull apart. What did you think about the way that they opened, like specifically how they actually opened Raw with Roman walking backstage and confronted by Lashley, and you know Lashley tells yeah. them to call him out. Like, okay, that because because I don't I'm I'm on the fence. I go back and forth on how I feel about that between. I, I see what they were going for, but they didn't accomplish it. It was weird to kind of like, I don't know, did it kind of work? Like, the way they sold it, like, you know, because I've heard the argument made, well, we're both standing here face-to-face -face right now talking to each other. Why am I telling you to go call me out in the ring when I'm here in your face right now? But it's like, well, in the ring is where the wrestling happens, you know? Like, that that's kind yeah. of that's kind of a safe thing to have ascertained from the world. Like, that that's where the wrestling happens. So you're, they're both level-headed enough to be talking to each other, so... He's saying, you know, I dare you. He basically dared him to call him out. I, I don't know. I can get behind it. Maybe he could have been executed a little bit better. I didn't have a big problem with that. I just thought it was weird the way they opened it like that. Yeah. I think it would have made sense if Lashley like, tweeted him and, the, you know, Reigns referred to some tweet and then... Because it was so close together. Or maybe if, like... Yeah. Later on, like, Roman was just arriving. I was like, oh, later on tonight, call me out. To them, like at like the nine o'clock or the ten o'clock hour, but the fact that it happened right after one another, that was weird to me. Yeah, like, have an issue with Lashley saying it. Lashley could have so tweeted earlier, like like Monday afternoon. Lashley could have tweeted, "Well, it's probably a safe assumption to guess who's going to start Raw, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell him. Why don't you use that time to call me out? You know, because I want to, or you know, or maybe even like I'm I'm going to confront you as soon as Raw starts or something, because otherwise it it is obvious just choreographed like." You know, like, yeah. you're, you're telling me it's just a coincidence that, like, how did Bobby know that Roman was going to be headed to the ring? I don't know. It raises, like, more questions than it answers, I guess. A lot of questions. Yeah, as per usual lately. Definitely. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're, we're, so we're both calling Bobby Lashley beating Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules. Yeah, I'm hoping that we're right. Well, I'm kind of glad that you're, we did this one over the phone this week because otherwise I would see, I would worry that there's something in my iced tea. Like that we're both consuming because, but yeah, you're, you're somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I so I, I mean, if Roman Reigns wins, this is my final thought on this match. If Roman Reigns wins this match, Strowman a million percent has to cash in at SummerSlam. I think. I mean, I don't even want to go there. He can't win this match. Yeah. Like yeah, just, what would that do? I don't really know. Not a whole lot. Also, are they going to establish anything with the universal title? You think like during this week before Extreme Rules? No. Okay, so if the story is to be believed, then they, there's no communication between Lesnar and WWE this week. Yeah, that's Damn. what I think. I mean, wow. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I'm not arguing that. Like, how does that happen? This guy's under contract. I don't know. If it is a work, if that whole thing is a work, it makes sense that they didn't mention it on Raw because that, even though, you know, I think the benefits outweigh the uh, disadvantages of not putting it on Raw, that follows up on the story that they're not on the same page as Lesnar. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I hope it's a work, because that would be sick. They're, they're really kind of selling us on it. You know, that was a big thing that happened over the weekend for them not to have mentioned it. Definitely strongly indicates that there is a legit problem between, you know, Lesnar and the company. Yeah, I'm thinking that that could be the case, for sure. I guess you might be right. Um, did you have any other thoughts? Oh, did you bring a fun fact this week? Uh, I know you're in the Hardy uh, compound, so... And you also have a lot going on, so I, I don't fault you if not. Yeah, no fun fact this week. Okay. 
no fun pack. Sorry, uh, damn. With all the podcasts I listen to, there must be at least a few good fun fact candidates floating around in my head, but I can't think of one. So. I mean, it's not a fun fact, it's common knowledge, but Nikki Cross debuted uh, with, the, with the SmackDown roster this past weekend. She teamed with Becky Lynch. So oh, right. Yeah, you told me that. So, so that she wasn't with Sanity at all? Nope. Oh, she man. With Becky Lynch, she played a baby face. Uh, that doesn't mean that when she comes, she won't be with Sanity. Maybe right. Maybe they were acclimating her, I don't know what the case was, but she did officially have a main roster match at a live event. So that's... Oh, uh, could, could she debut at SummerSlam and, like, be the distraction that helps Sanity beat New Day? Uh, that's crossed my mind, possibly, for sure. Yeah. That would be fucking sick. Yeah, it would be. I would love it. I love her. Or you do that at Extreme Rules, and then you have, I don't know, if there's a woman that New Day can team with, you know, for SummerSlam, would you be down with that? Like a like a mixed tag, like three guys and one girl versus three guys and one girl, or is that two out there? It's too soon for that. I wouldn't do that upon her first. Yeah. They, had, they didn't even do that in NXT yet, let alone the main roster. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah. All right, man. So uh, thank you for joining us, everybody, for Wishful Booking. Uh, my name is Liam McNulty. You can follow me on Twitter at RealHugeActor. You won't, statistically speaking, but... <laughs> uh, my name is Jimmy Moorcraft. You can follow me at Dr. Moorcraft. You can like us on Facebook... At Wishful Booking Pod and email in wishfulbooking at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week after the very, very extreme rules event. <laughs> so long, guys. Later.